Welcome everyone, Marvel Studios Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings has dropped and we all have seen it. Before we get into the spoiler talk, big spoiler of alert, let's see who's on tonight's cast. We've got TV's Casey. Hey! Got Doc Chris. I even have my head. Got Jay's Mac. Dajahao. Wayo. Shu. Nyo That means I have to pee. I'm your host, the Bad Kid Funky Sergio. Welcome you all to the spoiler talk for Shang-Chi. Legend of the Ten Rings, starring seemingly or coming seemingly out of nowhere uh, into the start of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's like it's like the song Solomon Grundy, Born on a Monday. He was cast on a Monday, flown out by, by the end of the week, and put in stardom. He talks about how he was in front of the stage in, in, in uh, San Diego Comic-Con in front of 8,000 people sweating like, yo, I am absolutely in the Marvel Cinematic Universe now. This is absolutely insane. But Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. Casey, can you give us an overview of what the movie's about? So humble parking attendant Sean is uh, just an average guy not living up to his potential. It's really something we can all relate to. Until one day, he's accosted on a bus, and his mysterious past catches up to him. Since the age of a child, following his mother's death, he was raised to be the world's deadliest assassin. He found every way to kill a man, and it's because his father is a thousand-year-old legendary warrior with alien technology that makes him super powerful. And his mother is also from a forest village that is completely rife with Chinese mythology and all kinds of other magic and stuff. This kid comes from two long lines, and by long lines, I mean his parents, probably maybe first generation, really cool magic people, um, and trained to become an absolute deadliest warrior. But his father, who had at one point hung up the rings, but is also the leading mastermind of a criminal empire called the Ten Rings, which you may have seen mentioned in an Iron Man movie or two, is reuniting the family uh, to rescue his mother who they assume is behind this giant big magical door in this giant big magical village that she is originally from. This movie starts off real humble, gets real crazy real fast, and the action is some of the best in a Marvel movie, let alone most martial arts movies that I have seen that are essentially American-made. It is a wild ride. And also, um, it's got giant monsters in it. Which is not something I expected, but it's something that we totally got. Yeah, my overall thought was uh, I really enjoyed the movie. I thought I really am interested in martial arts films. I've been watching them since I was a kid. Like my, like my dad was into him, so he always had like VHS tapes of like old like kung fu movies and stuff. And then when I got older and got into like Wu Tang, I was just like you know it was like a perfect mix <laughs> of like hip hop and, uh, and martial arts. But uh, but Shang Chi, I think really did delivered for me. I went in with not low expectations, but I didn't have anything too high for it. I really didn't know the character, which is one thing that I liked going into it. You know, I didn't know his backstory. I didn't know who he was. So um, aside from looking up like a couple different things, but I really liked the family aspect of this whole thing. Like you have, uh, you know, Tony Leung, absolute legend playing the Mandarin, mm. AKA uh, we win. Like they renamed him to uh, <laughs> the Mandarin for real. Yeah, dude. I mean, he's, he's centuries old. He's this warlord from back in the day. They don't really explain how he got the 10 rings or do just right. do everything magical MacGuffin. Uh, make it mysterious. <laughs> like, who knows how he found him? Was it? Yeah, who knows how they found him? Who knows how like, old he was? Who, who knows where they come from? You know, they could be for anything, you know, like uh you know, Rick and Two Crows. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Two Crows, two, <laughs> two Crows. But uh yeah, I really like the family aspect of it's really about about a family, right? Like a super powered family. Like uh the Mandarin, because he's been around for generations and centuries, has honed his craft of martial arts and, and after his wife died. Uh, he taught his son, put the daughter aside, very old school way of thinking, like, no, daughter, you just be, be, be you, a dutiful daughter. You sit daughter. back and watch. Yeah, you be a dutiful daughter on the side. I must teach the boy. He's going <laughs> to get the reins of the Ten Rings later on. So he teached him, like, the best martial arts, like, super powered, like, like Kung Fu in the entire freaking world. And he was able to defend himself. Then he then he gave him a mission, uh, Shang-Chi, a mission to go off and kill the people that killed their mother. And he ran from home. And it, 10 years yeah. later, uh, the man was like, yo, I know where all my kids are at all times. I let you be where you were. I let you yeah. have your life. And what did you do with it? Nothing. It's time to come home. We got to rescue your mother. What? Where is she? She's in this mythical, magical place where she grew up. That's right. Magic is real in this universe. Magic's real, kids. <laughs> Magic's real. It was a Kennedy bullet. We knew it all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Chappelle's kid. Uh, and so I really liked the, how he had to kind of like bring the whole family together to try to 
go after this thing. Uh, I thought Simu did a really good job as Shang-Chi. You can kind of tell a couple times it's his first romp into a, a big, huge blockbuster like this. Sometimes you're like, all right, Major kind of action like, role. Yeah, major action role, like delivering some of the lines. But overall, I think he did, did a really good job. Uh, I think Tony Leon like, just knocked it out of the park. He's such a legendary performer. If you haven't seen any of his Eastern films, uh, you, you got to look into the guy. Um, Aquafina was Aquafina. She was less annoying in here. She wasn't so much. She Kevin- was reined in. Yeah. She was super yeah. reined in. Because like, I, I, I liken her to like Kevin Hart, right? They need to typecast a comedian to be loud, to be the comic relief, to be obnoxious. And that's really what she's been playing uh, this 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 whole time. But in this movie, they really dial it back, and there were some really heartfelt moments where she was kind of you know like one on one with with Shang, like, "Hey man, I've known you your whole life. I didn't know you could do kung fu. Like, what, yeah. what's happening here? Right. You know, you know, you know what? What's what made me really love her character is that when he goes into this whole elaborate backstory where he's like, "My mom's from an ancient land, whatever." Her her entire reaction is, I'm "Sorry about your mom, dude." Like, yeah, that's so <laughs> like, like none of the details matter except your best friend lost his mom tragically. Yeah. That's that's so real to me. And I, I love I can't tell you how much I love it. Dude, it was, it was yeah, certain things like that were, were great. Yeah, guys, what was your, your overall take on uh, Shang-Chi? Let's like, go over to Jay. You guys really want my take on this? Because this reminded me a lot of an anime I saw once before. Boys, don't do it. <laughs> There's no way. Yep. Yep, man shows up into the woods, right? Sees a beautiful young lady. I'm going Seven Deadly Sins this time with Bon. Sergio, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Um, He's like this eternal being, and he takes the girl away from the woods, and then the woods is pissed, and then (laughs) all this stuff happens. No, um, I went in... I had to convince my girlfriend to come into this movie at first. You know, she's like, I don't don't really care about this. Um, And then I think when the beginning, when it was like... I don't know what 70% in Mandarin in the beginning. She had a smile on her face the whole time. She's from Taiwan. You know what I mean? That's her native language. She was like, fuck, this is awesome. Like, and like things were making her just so happy. Like all like the, the Asian culture part, like being brought to Hollywood. She's like, Oh, this is sick. And uh, I was happy to see her happy about that. Giant um, lion dogs, man. What's not to love. They're yo, so big. Okay. Hold up. Yeah. For real. Like I'm going to just dive right through the t- towards the end. Um, we have some Pokemon looking mythical creatures in um what's the name of the place? Tau or Tola? I don't know. Yeah, I forget already. I'm Come an on. asshole. Um Stop. <laughs> <laughs> we get we get a couple of uh of actor of actors in this movie that were in uh Iron Fist. Yeah, but you know, like there was a ton of like Pokemon looking creatures, dude. And then you see the lions like are, that are represented like in Asian culture that look like the actual statues. Yeah, Holy big old she, shit, that looks cool. She dogs. Yeah, I was Love like, I really guys. want these to be real. Um, and then you know, you see dragons and stuff like that. I'm psyched about seeing dragons, but Love no, this was dragons. Th- I mean, this like this movie I think had one of the best villains in it, right? Like he's around yeah. forever. Like, he's just delusional at a certain point because these, you know, soul-sucking, you know, tentacle creatures are reaching out to him and poisoning his brain and stuff like that. And he thinks his his throat is now locked behind a wall. Um, I don't know. It was really cool. I had a couple of thoughts, too. You know, there was uh, those those creatures that we're seeing. Do you think those are the same creatures that um, are pulling in, like, Captain Carter? And um, that are coming through that portal with those tentacles and stuff like that. No, I, don't, I, don't I didn't even think about that. You don't think that. so? Yeah, I think it's all right. different. I just, I'm trying uh, to, trying to ass- connect some dots. I assume all tentacles are Shuma Gorath at the end of the day. <laughs> okay, that's fair. But no, I, I really enjoyed it. Amy really loved the movie. Um, we had a good time. And it was one of the, it's one of those movies I actually do feel like I would like to go see in the theater again before they pull it. Um, that's how much I enjoyed it. Chris, what was your overall take? Wow. Um, I was pretty excited for this movie, mainly because Kevin Feige seemed really excited for this movie. Uh, and I was like, you know, I don't know much about the character. So I was like, I don't know, whatever. I'll just, I'll go see it. It's Marvel. We got some stuff. And I was like, the dude that drives all this stuff seems pretty pumped about it. Yeah. And it's so, hard to, it's hard to not, it's infectious, his excitement. Cause he's yeah. one of us. He just likes to make cool things. And it just seemed like he was especially excited for this next cool thing. Which, uh, again, this is like definitely the tentpole for phase four, where this is like the first thing we've gotten in a while that just kind of like stands in its own thing. 
Like, obviously, there are there is blatant callouts to other things, but it doesn't. It wasn't integral to the main story. Like the main story, the main story stands on its own. It's its own thing. Um, it's a story a, about fathers and sons. Yeah, man, I had a blast with this. Um, I went to actually. I am excited for it to come to Disney Plus because I saw it in a drive-in, and you know, the the cam- the uh, actual projectors at drive-in sometimes they you have a hard time seeing dark scenes. And uh, yeah, I know there's that whole like side of the building fight. I was like, I bet this looks really cool. Oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm excited for this, man. Uh, I will get to the, the rings, but I think the friggin' rings are some of the coolest weapons. I've oh, I've never seen anything. Sick. I liked how in the, in the beginning, the bus scene, dude, like the first major fight we get oh. where Shang is just, and I love this about superhero characters where they already have their powers. They know how to use them. I mean, we yeah. get flashbacks to him training when he was younger, but he's already like, you know, like almost at the peak, almost at the apex of what he can be. And he's just handling dudes on this bus. And his uh, friend Aquafina, whose, whose character's name is Katie, is just like, uh, what? I know your whole life. You, you don't know martial arts. Who, who are you? What the hell? And he's handling dudes who are coming after him. And I love that whole thing of he's just like, uh, well, uh, we're, we'll talk about this later. We, uh, we can't talk about this now. Yeah. And she's just <laughs> like, oh, I, I need an explanation. He's like, stop. Damn it, woman. But man, did they ever sell that thing? And I was like, yo, this movie is showing us and giving us something that we're, we're in for a ride. I was worried about how the martial arts were kind of kind of be dialed back because sometimes action and Marvel movies are okay. They're not the best. And sometimes they really dial it up. It is, it is yeah. always serviceable. But I would say nothing truly fantastic, like on this level. Oh yeah, dude! Like I would say, uh, one of the best fights for me would be Winter Soldier. The Winter Soldier versus Cap when they're on the street after the highway, after they they yeah. up the cars. Mm, oh, yeah. fight. Dude, that fight is so sick. Where Cap just knees him into a bus, like he flips over to the guy. Like you sometimes, can feel it. yeah, you can feel it. Yeah, the visceral. Sometimes you can just feel it, and then sometimes the fights are kind of like Loki. Oh man, the the weakest fights in all the MCU, Loki. Oh, like Hulk versus uh, Thanos. Yo. Oh, you getting... felt the punches, dude. You felt the yeah, punches. I loved that bus scene for a couple of reasons. One, yes, it was like, bam, okay, this guy's already well-established. Like, he's not going to have a story about learning like how to fight. He already knows it. Uh, secondly, it was, like, everything he was doing, it kind of reminded me of, like, Baby Driver, about how Baby moved, which was very, like, yeah. just fluid. Like, everything he did was just one motion. Uh, which was rad. And the third thing that was awesome about that scene is there were long cuts in that one. Like there were moments the camera lingered. Later on, they did a bit more like cutting away, like you see in a lot of uh, fight sequences where it's like chopping it up. Um, but there was some like pretty good long uh, choreography on that bus that were happened. And I was I, like, yeah, this is rad. I really appreciated that too. In in that fight scene in some of the later ones, like uh, when, when Shang-Chi went to go uh, get his sister, uh, Shaoling, after the man was coming after him in the bus, he's like, yo, my sister sent me uh, this letter, I this postcard, I got to go after her, like, our dad's coming, and then Katie's just like, what are you talking about? Who's your dad? What the hell? Why is your dad trying to kill yeah. you? He's like, I'll, I'll explain, right. I'll explain what, what, when I get back. And here's one thing I didn't like about the movie. My huge pet peeve about it, right? She went with him? Yes. <laughs> she, <laughs> went, she went with him. Like, you just let you, her go? Mind like, you, yeah, okay, like, no like, like, Aquafina's fine in this movie, just, just fine. But it seems to me like like the writer or the director, I don't know, somebody, speculation is a huge fan of Aquafina, so they wrote her into the entire movie. And it was just really unnecessary. I get that sometimes directors and writers are like, all right, we need people who are a vehicle to take the audience through a magic carpet ride. But here's what I say. Get better writing, forehead. I mean, I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm I, like I'm I'm like sorry I'm not sorry but if you are a good writer if you can really bring the audience along in a magic carpet ride to, to take us into a world we've never been before without having a character who's just like hey what's this what's that what's this what's that so this is you, this and that's that you gotta me, you gotta have bugs the, the ever living crap out of me when we have a character like the Mortal Kombat movie right oh my god. Oh. They like, created a whole character. A whole character. There's like a rat roster of 40 plus characters. OC, they, do not steal. Oh my God. It's just so, and, and it like Transformers movies, you have like literal exposition dumps of, oh, okay, here we go. I'm going to sit down and tell you a story. I mean, uh, like, I, I don't want to blow smoke at these people, but it's just like, yo, 
you, you did a good job writing certain parts of this movie, but when you have exposition, the exposition dumps, I think that's a byproduct, a bad byproduct of you spent too much time doing one thing, right? Like we spent a lot of time with certain things, another thing. I mean, there's a whole third act of the movie where we're in this mystical, magical land where Shang-Chi's mother came from, or Shang-Chi's mother came from. And I think yep. maybe we should have explored that a bit more in the story, massage it a bit out more instead of boom, throwing it all to us in one go. They kind of touch on it in the flashbacks with uh, with the Mandarin going back in time with the flashbacks. Those were brilliantly done. Those I, were beautiful. Let me, let me but, stop you. I'm going to very, very second. Yeah, the, 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 the fight between the mother and the father, right? Between the Mandarin and uh, uh, and Shang-Chi's, Shang-Chi's mother, I thought was awesome. Is him coming up to like, oh, this is mythical land. What is this? And she's better than me. This is sick. And then they, they had Sean. But uh, very, very crouching tiger. Uh, you got to stop calling him the Mandarin. Because he, even like to him, the name is a joke. It's Wen Wu. Absolute, like, the beast man, of a Mandarin. Wu. <laughs> I love that. I love that they pointed that out in the movie too. It's like, oh, this 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 guy, but pointed uh, this guy I mean, tried try to uh, this imposter tried to take on yeah. mantle and what he and he's here. Dish, he's yeah. in it. So that's that's uh, that's another thing uh, that happened in this movie. We got the reveal of Trevor Slattery, who was in yes. Iron Man three, who was the pretend Mandarin. What do you yeah. guys think of his reveal and his role in the movie? It's um, really fine. Yeah, yeah. It was, was fine. Like, it was funny. It was a good reveal. Um. And then him being the translator for the headless dog pig thing. That was awesome. I like that. Um, Cute little pig chicken. Yeah, I liked it. It was a good use. It was like he was he was there for a little bit. He was there enough. He wasn't overbearing. He's yep. like, cool. We're going to use him as a plot device to get a, get us into the actual place. And then uh, and then he's just kind of there. We're going to cut to him every once in a while. Just quick, quick to remind you that he's alive and then cut away. It's yep. fine. Oh, good. Here, here he is faking his death. All right, great. We yep. got that. That was funny. <laughs> that was hilarious. He's like, I'm actually dead. Get down. Come on. Get up. And he does it. <laughs> and the pig Morris. chicken did it. The headless pig chicken did it. Yeah. Love little pig chicken. Uh, I, I like, I like the, the, oh man, like to talk about. So, David Callahan is a screenplay writer along with uh, Destin Daniel Grayson, right? So, David Callahan, my guy, I would love to have a chat with you, right? Because I'm just like, yo, you're writing this movie along with the director, right? We get to the point in this movie where I don't know if it was a mandate to have Trevor in here, but you got to figure it out, right? We get the reveal, right? Shang-Chi and his sister are thrown into the dungeon. 1,000 years dungeon! Because the father, we went, it's just like, yo, y'all got to help me get your mother from this mythical land. I'm hearing her voice telling me she's locked behind a door. We're going to go there. We're going to tear this place (laughs) down and burn it to the ground. And Shang's just like, what? We can't do that. Are you kidding me? I loved how we went, uh, you know, AKA Mandarin. Like he served up his own son. He's just like, weakness. What are you doing? Because Shang's just like, we can't do this. We can't go burn those people down. You guys can't possibly. And he's like, <laughs> it was like a Homer Simpson Bart that we said, I'll show you, boy. Just <laughs> starts choking him out. Yeah, he's not showing you. Know, he served him up and the sister. He's like, Yo, y'all are so weak. Like that, that life in the West got y'all messed up. We're going to go get your mother. Oh, I will. I swear to God. <laughs> I swear to God. I will 10 rings you both. We're going to leave our secret compound. <laughs> yeah, he's like, He's like, He's like, What are you going to do, Dad? And he's like, I'm going to burn it to the ground. It's like, Oh, no. It's not great. It's yeah, not great. Yeah, he's like, oh no, oh, oh, you're serious? Oh, oh, you meant oh, that? He's like, no, yeah, literally, literally, literally <laughs> yeah. burning. We're literally gonna burn. He's it like, down. I will kill every single person that took the love of my life. From me. <laughs> I'll then, do it. And then Sean is like, wait, wait, what? You can't do that to these people. What the hell? And he's just like, watch me, son. Watch me. And, yeah, and I wish that they, they included that part in the trailer. The the whole watch how you speak to me, boy. I love that line in the trailer where's he put it in there uh so they get thrown in the dungeon and then there's trevor snyder's like oh hello i'm trevor and it's kind of loose why he's there the mandarin caught him he's like yo you can't be doing this impersonation of me it's this fo- the audacity of dis bish you know and he's like well now i do nobody knew who he for, was like yeah. it didn't that was a non-issue yeah, yeah. and he's just and like if oh. you're truly that like powerful I got a I got a weird thing about this. I'm sorry to like dive right in and go down this go road, but no, why no, are there please. so many secret societies in this Marvel universe? Yes, I've got, got, come on, I've got I've got a There's great a floating answer for you. Base for the Black Widow, um, yep. you know, movie. There's That's there's Wakanda. Hydra. We there's, got aim. We got Hydra. We got the hand. We got the chased. We got all the people. Rings, in Iron we got Taolo. You got all the stuff. Like what? Yep. Like nobody sees this. You know, oh, they, they're all hidden. Here's, well, here's here's the thing. 
the reason that there's so many in the movies and television shows is because there's so many in the comics. Because every time a writer was no. like, I want to do something new. I want to have some kind of new group for my hero to fight because there's enough one-on-one bad guys, but I want to see Captain America fight like, I don't know, a warehouse full of guys. So they you invented the, the Nazis. You get the, Yeah, they invented the Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> then you get the Secret Empire. You get the Serpent Society. Like, you could, you could just, like, there are a dime a dozen, all these criminal groups. And, yeah, that's it. There's so goddamn many they in all, the comics. Each one of them equal equally rules the world, you know, because like I feel like the the ten rings. Everybody really... gets a everybody gets a piece. Yeah, everybody gets a piece. Yeah, right. I mean, it's toppling like, like, governments, who, right? Because who could be really in charge, right? This one's toppling governments. That's what I'm saying. In Black Widow, uh, that the ten rings is, is in control of like certain. The funny, things. the funny Hydra. thing about the ten, the funny thing about the ten rings is that he never intended them to topple a government. It was all literally appropriation of his of his gimmick. Aldrich Killian in Iron Man 3 was like, I have a lot of money. I know about terrorists. I'm going to pretend that this terrorist group is responsible, and I'm going to cause an international incident. I love how the Mandarin got so pissed. He's like, all right, I'm going to kidnap this guy. I'm going to hold him here. And then Trevor Slider was like, oh, I can do theater. So that kind of pleased your dad. In the fall. So now I do theater for your dad, the Ten Rings. I'm like, yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. When he, that's when a he Tropic explains- Thunder move right there. When he explains why he loves acting and why he fell in love with acting is because he thought that the Planet of the Apes monkeys that, were real. That they taught the apes how to oh, yeah. act how to ride on horses. Yeah, I rolled no, the my monkeys eyes. I'm just like I'm like, you know what? My dad will like this here. This this is like sixty year old man. And I like yeah, he's like yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, like, like, yeah, like the, the monkeys were acting like they were on horses. I'm sitting in the theater like, yeah, my dad's gonna like that. Like, that's this is this is this is dad humor, <laughs> you know. Like it's great. I mean, it is written by a 43 year old guy, so there's that. Uh, but but yeah, and then we get into a huge ex. Like I, I had a huge problem with this, right? Big exposition dump on how we get to the magical land and the way that we navigate through it, right? So big old explanation dump, a, a big old fluffy for merchandise cat puppy dog headless pig thing. All right. I don't know who, who, I mean, I'm sure there was great concept art for whatever that was supposed to be. Who like, okayed that as a last thing. I'm like, what is this thing? Is Somebody a- forgot to put that asset in. So I was, swear. Like, it doesn't have a face or a butt. Oh, and I'm like, that's the, like, Oh, Oh, okay. That's cool. a, what is it? It's called like a Han Hundun or something. It's, um, it's a Boston Spelunky. That yeah. thing. It's called the, the, it's called a thing. And and for whatever reason, Trevor Slattery, an ordinary guy, can speak to it and it can speak to him telepathically or something like that. So uh he says, Oh, I know how to get to the math- mathematical magical place because the script requires me to get there and I don't know how <laughs> to do it. Uh so this is what's gonna happen. And then boom, they look out for the right. Uh Sha Ling, Shang-Chi's sister, is like, Oh yeah, by the way, when I was younger, I used these underground tunnels to escape. So I just punched a hole in this wall over here, and we're gonna use this to escape. So we need to get over to the mythical magical land where our mother was born to warn the people that are there that our father is coming. They're like, Okay, cool. And then they're like, All right, uh, but also rewind a little bit. Uh, when the mother was, uh, when, when the kids were younger, they were given these magical pendants that go into the eyes of a dragon into, into a wall. And this <laughs> mythical thing that shows you how to get to this magical land through this like little light show. And it's guarded by this mythical maze that closes and opens. And, and, and then Olmec shows up. And then Olmec shows up. Yeah, <laughs> the shine of the silver monkey. <laughs> different, different Olmec. My man's making a Spelunky reference. I got you, fam. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Boom. We got, we got two references out of that. Two for one. Good job, Jay. Uh, so they have to go through this mythical magical maze and Trevor Slattery, who again, ordinary guy, but somehow this mythical creature can talk to him because we, uh, whatever, if you, if you think about it too much, it doesn't make sense, but just turn your brain off. All right. So we need to get there. So they're like, all right. Uh, also we have a BMW sponsorship, so we got to use this BMW. All right. Oh, got to, got to milk like, that. Um, Okay, sure. Movies do that. It's in the budget. They get sponsored by certain things. M- M- Michael Bay got sponsored by a lot of things in Transformers. That's why you see uh, Mark Wahlberg crack open a Bud Light right in front of the camera frame, drink it like a commercial right in front did of the camera. That really happened. I never it saw did, that. Yeah, oh. the Transformers. Yeah, <laughs> they, they literally crash into a bunch of sponsors. There was a Mountain Dew. There was Xbox. It literally made the Xbox sound. There was they crash into a Bud yeah. Light truck. Mark Wahlberg. It said was very line, shameless. It he opened it up shameless. on yeah. the door of a car, drank it like a commercial, and threw it down. I was like, wow. That makes it funny. Like, and one of, one of the other Transformers, there yeah, was some like like weird like Korean or Japanese milk that they were sponsored by some companies. So they had Stanley Chuchi oh. drink it right in front of frame and be like, ah. And I'm like, 
What? Oh, okay. So here, it's so. Sh- I'm like, I know there's ads and stuff, even in the other Marvel movies, like like an Endgame, where when they went to Tony Stark's cabin, the Audi car right in front of there. Even in the first Avengers movie, the Audi, the Avengers uh, were rolled up into before they went up into the tower. I get it, but don't make it so obvious, so smacked. I mean, Black Panther. Have you the, seen Man Black- of Steel? Yeah. <laughs> who, could, who could forget? They literally crashed into through a Pepsi truck into a Sears, a Sears. twice, <laughs> and an IHOP. <laughs> oh my God, dude! They it was literally Sears like. R- Right there in the framing. It was amazing. Oh I remember God. the first time I really noticed it in a Marvel movie was just like, wow, every car is a Chevrolet in Winter Soldier. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's a lot of these. In Black Panther, the Korean car chase scene, Lexus, they made you like right then and there. There's a badging right then and there. And it's just like, I, I get it, but don't make it so obvious. You're like, we need to take this guy's car. And it's like the, the, the main henchman guy. And, you know, it has some fun riding on the side. It has his name of it. <laughs> Dude, Razor I Fist. Can, can I graffiti. even, can I, can I just tell you how ridiculous it is that razor fist is in a marvel movie this guy totally ridiculous he is one of the goofiest henchmen of all time so in this movie right he's got like a sword arm cool pretty cool right sure um in the comics he has two sword arms which you might ask oh i'm sure one pops off and he's got like robotic hands or something right otherwise how would he wipe his ass uh the answer is no he is just a guy with two sword arms that's how he lives he's two arms made of swords he is ridiculous so i thought trevor slattery overstayed his welcome too much i to me the jokes didn't land he's like we're literally navigating through this mythical magical forest where it's 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 almost like all right we need to get there and we can't be to actually think of a creative way and how to get there some magical creature is going to talk to Trevor Slattery. We're going to be in the sponsored BMW car, and this creature is going to talk to him and tell him, literally, go left, go right, go left, go right, and we're here now. Here's some more bad jokes. Here's something about acting. And I'm like, oh, my God, what is this? Oh, and the whole time, like, like, like Katie's – what is Katie doing there at this point? I, it's it's like it's like bruh I get it if I was a big fan of somebody and I had and I was a part if I was a writer for a 200 million dollar movie and be like yo Wu-Tang I'm writing y'all in here you guys are gonna be in this movie cause Wu-Tang and I write Wu-Tang in the entire movie people are gonna look at me like Serge they're gonna text me they're gonna call me like yo did you really write in Wu-Tang to that 200 million dollar movie you're doing when they have nothing to to do with the rest of the movie? Are you serious? I'm like, bro, I'm a huge fan of Wu-Tang. Of course, I'm going to have the RZA. Yeah. The RZA, you know? they <laughs> made one, a really great martial arts movie. They did. They did. They did. It was dope. It was really dope. He used to, he used to do more of that. But but, but to, to my point, it, it, it just, to me, it took me out of the movie that Katie was there. I mean, she leaves from San Francisco. She's mad at Shang for lying to her, right? These people with, with, with low minimum wage jobs, right? Valets can somehow book a trip on the fly to, to Macau. To Macau. Well, he's what? secretly a millionaire. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, what the hell? And, sure then, and then she goes with him. And then when the man, oh God, they, they go to the underground fight ring. There, there's oh, that was pretty good. The underground fight ring thing. That was, was cool, dope, yeah. dude. Was that yeah. abomination? abomination. Yes, it was. It was. Yeah, Kevin Feige confirmed it was abomination. And Wong fighting him, and then just in, yeah. in a fight ring. You know, a fixed, him punch it's a himself. Fixed, it's a fixed fight. And let's talk about how his sister started all that when she was 16 after she start after she taught herself the incredible super powerful martial art. Like how does that even work? Like she's off her dad didn't let her learn, right? Like like of course that that, that part makes sense, you know, old school guy, centuries old. Of yeah. course he's not going to pay attention to the daughter he has, you know. Uh, right. and then she's off in the shadows. I taught myself, you know, I grew my own empire. Okay, so you taught yourself the super powerful mythic magical powerful kung fu. How does it work? I mean, when you do, she doesn't have she doesn't have magic. Everything she does is normal. The kung fu they use. Let's let's. I'm just I'm just calling it magical, powerful, like 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 kung fu, right? Because it's all encompassing all martial arts, right? Because it's not just kung fu. It's it's everything. It's BJJ, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. It's everything. So how did she like learn the grapple moves? She needed a partner, but there was no one there to teach her. But Shang Chi was learned in those. I mean, Shang Chi had Death Dealer and his dad and the best people training him. (laughs) But his sister, <laughs> but when his sister off on her own, learned from the shadows, and then was able to kick Shang Chi's ass. What? What? But you talk. He but wasn't how did trying. He... he wasn't trying. I mean, he didn't want to fight her at all. He didn't want to fight his Mei Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that how you say sister? Yeah, little sister in Mandarin. Oh, yeah. uh, that's that's like, that's really cute. What do you guys think of the, the underground uh, uh, fight? That that whole scene was dope. Also, I like her character a lot. 
I thought she I thought hot take she was more interesting than Sean. I don't know about that. I thought she was more interesting. I think she's more interesting than Shang, but I still I don't know. I like them. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you like her because she's gonna be in the sequel. Yeah, wait, why didn't she disband the Ten Rings? Is she just continuing this because you know you guys? That's why. (laughs) I I mean, fighting is all she knows. Yeah, it it, it makes sense because like she's always wanted like her dad's approval, his love, and stuff like that. And she she grasped power for herself. Saw how much power he had. She grasped it for herself. And think about it. Like when she was 16, she started this whole like fight ring and underground thing, and she built it up to the empire that it was. She had a little mini empire there, and she was like, "Oh, there's a gap. There's a space in which I can take over. Let's." Freaking go because who's g- g- going to challenge Wee Wen's daughter? No one's right. going to challenge her, right? So she's like, I'm, I'm in charge now. So let's freaking go. And, and I kind of wanted to follow her more. I wanted to know more of like how she, she got to that place, you know? Because like Shang was okay, but I was like, the more we got to know her, Zhe Ling, I was just like, oh man, I, I'm, I'm liking her more. Also, her moves were dope. She had like different moves, and, and her costume was. She's dope. got the. She has the Go Go Yubari Meteor Hammer thing. Yeah. Oh, dude. I love that thing. Sick, dude. Her, her moves were sick. She had suggestions that they gave. I liked how uh, they gave Shang and her like different sides. Right, and when they came mm. together, it was like, oh man, this this is why brother and sister and family need to come together. They gave us some special sauce there, but uh, yeah, the Trevor Saturday thing didn't work. We we, we got to the whatever. Uh, I want to see more of the Michelle Yeo and this mythical place. Right, more yeah. time on that, less time on Katie because you guys are big fanboys of Aquafina. She what is she what is she doing at, at this point, bro? I don't know. Anyway, moving moving along in the movie, um, the third and final act of the movie. Holy crap, we go into complete. Marvel explosion on screen, right? We got mythical creatures. We got this hidden village. What did you guys think of this magical spiritual village and what was behind it running it? A mythical dragon. What? There was an actual dragon. Like, yeah. for real yeah. He's in the water. <laughs> Yo, I think it's his mother. I think it's his mother. Or spirit. You think it's his mother? Spirit of what? his mother. Because the dragon was, was uh, fable to always be there. But I think maybe the spirit of the dragon was his mother, kind of like uh, Naruto Jinkirika kind of thing, like how Na- Naruto is sort of like the Nine Tails Fox demon, but also the Nine Tails Fox demon is separate from Naruto. Does that make sense? The anime fans out there? I yeah. didn't. Get I'm, that I'm only wearing the <laughs> Raku Ramen. I'm wearing the shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. So I thought it was also kind of kind of his mother. Like I, lo- I love where uh, he finally confronts his dad, and he's like, "Can we?" I'm trying to feed your mother. He's like, that's you've always, you've always been afraid of me. I'm like, y'all, fuck. That, was, that, that line was so sick. Yeah. I'm not afraid of you. You've always been afraid. He's like, you've always been afraid. He's like, oh crap. He's not, he sees through me. <laughs> he sees right through. <laughs> no amount of, no amount of dragon scales will protect me from this emotional trauma. <laughs> Scared. Yeah. But uh, uh, Chris, the third and final act, man, we had a lot, lot going on. But what do you think about, about this climax? Uh, man, that's when the rings came out to play. Oh, boy. I was like, yeah. So these rings, I I was like, how? I was like, I don't understand, like, how this is, like, what are they going to do? That's really cool. But these rings could be anything. They needed a sword? Cool. They were like a sword that came out of his hands. You want a whip? whip? You got a whip. You need a shield? You You got a bola? You got a throwing disc? Like You need a gun? It was a gun. (laughs) It's a gun! Yes, and like you needed a jetpack, it was a jetpack. Like it was everything that you could I was like, this is so cool. And just the the way it like the way it moved, it was like it was like it was a part of them. It was a yo-yo, it kept coming back to him. It was yeah. freaking cool, man. It was a Kamehameha oh, at one point. Actually, oh, yeah. I was so happy they didn't actually pull that off though. I was like, don't do it, don't do it. But no, they actually they, called it like a Kamehameha in the movie and they made other dragon yeah. references. Yeah, I thought that was pretty dope. Yeah. But uh, uh, Jay, like uh, the third act of the movie, we got into a big Marvel phase, bro. Lots going down. Uh, the th- Dweller in Darkness. Dude, the, the Dweller in Darkness. So we do have a mythical creature that's behind a sealed yeah, door a- that, that sucks a soul out of people. What? We had a big mo- <laughs> we had a We had a kaiju fight in this, basically. You know what I mean? Was like, not this expecting was- it. Yeah, I was, I was pretty psyched to see that, see that occur, and they're running on him, and they're using the rings to you know, bounce off of him and fly around. And then I think he flew for a while, like without the rings, even yeah. um, I was just like, Oh, okay. Yeah. He's flying the ring. One of the rings holding him up. Like he's he just, just needs flying. one, I guess, you know, he's just flying. Um, it was cool. They basically, he, he used the rings to grind up that soul sucker in like the center of his belly. Oh, and I just, just car- blow him, him like, like a Turkey. Oh, 
that was pretty cool to watch. Um, I was scared for the dragon the whole time. Uh, I like dragons, uh, you know. Uh, I was worried that it was going to get its soul ripped out and then they were going to have a huge problem, but thankfully movies, you know, so <laughs> they're not going to let it happen. Um, I liked it. You know, I, I had a feeling that they were going to bring everybody back like the Disney, like hokey, everything's okay way, but they didn't. Uh, and I was surprised and I was like, okay, they, everybody died. Well, not everybody, yeah. but you know, those who died really died. They do. They do kind of make a joke about it, which is unfortunate. But they're like, yeah, yeah we lost some good people that day. I'm like, yeah, you you did. <laughs> people died. Like you, you don't lost need to be... the you lost the the archer grandpa who I really liked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. I was like, oh no, I thought that guy was gonna do something. <laughs> I know he didn't do shit because right? he kept it. He kept not wanting like Katie to be trained. He's like, yeah. yeah. You know, he had the right answer. He's like, who is this guy? What are you doing? What are you doing here, <laughs> dude? But I love it. You know, they gave Aquafina something to do in the end. And I'm just like, great, great. Wu-Tang. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> again, like fan fiction going to real life. Uh, Casey, what do you think about the third act there? Uh, I thought it was great. I think it, I don't want to say it came together in a really organic way, but I mean, they, they did the requisite amount of setup for, for, you know, cool, like Chinese fantasy village. Um, and that that worked for me, but I was like, well, you you, you could have probably just had him fight his father. But we've seen again. That's the thing that we've that's, seen. A that's what times. I wanted. That personally, that's what I wanted. I thought, well, you got you got it. No, got I mean, not really, dude. I mean, I I'd rather I'd rather have that showdown than like the big kind of Marvel like CGI fist that we got in the end. Was it cool? Yes, but at the same time, at a certain point, it gets to be like gray. You know what I mean? There's so much CG happening that it's just grayed out. And you're kind of like, yeah. all right, this is neat. When is this going to end? There's a green lot screen happening. fight is what happens. Yeah. Green screen, crazy fight. What like, do you think the giant monsters are? Real. Right. Why do we have so many references to dragons and there's no dragons today? What happened to them? <laughs> Where's the dragons? Yeah. But yeah, I, I'd rather like that showdown. Cause like when it's more intimate like that, it, I think you feel more, you know, like, like in the, the ending, the ending of black Panther, when, uh, before it was CG dub. If you watch the behind the scenes where it's, you know, uh, T'Challa and Killmonger fighting against each other, and you watch that, you're like, holy crap. First off, like the, the martial arts, like amazing. But you see this fight between two men with like two different polarizing uh, ideals. Same thing here in Shang-Chi. You know, it sucks that Black Panther, they CGI the crap out of it. So you kind of lose some of that gravitas. But in the end, you don't have this over the top, big, huge, like they're both in mechs or they're both on gigantic creatures fighting each other. They're both in mechs. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, they're basically on no! swords, right? So Shang-Chi's on this dragon, this gigantic mech zord. You know, like I look at the dragon sword, and you had this gigantic monster. But in, in Panther, you had these two guys polarizing ideals, fighting each, and it felt more visceral to me. It felt more, more, more real. Like Marvel is trying to do this thing where they're trying to make you like feel like the world is real. It's happening all. It's a world outside your door. But then they were just like, nope, we got to go big old monster kind. It's like, I it, it was it was fine, but I think it would have held more weight for me if it was like him and and we win. Uh, okay, the Mandarin in the end. Yeah, like battling. I love the battle for for the rings where you know Shang was using the martial arts. His mother and his aunt uh, Michelle Yeoh taught him to like finish off his head because he's like, "Yo, it's I can't a, find him the way I am. You got to teach me. Let's go." It's about familia. Yeah, like all great cinematic masterpieces. <laughs> I want to ask, ask you guys: uh, Were there any standout actors in this? Or is there anybody who you thought stood out over anybody? And and if they did, what was the the moment or moments that uh, really sold them for you? Uh, Simo as a whole. Yeah, I thought he had he had kind of an Eggsy from Kingsman vibe, except yes. that like the version of Eggsy that I would have preferred than the, mm. what we got in Kingsman, uh, at least Kingsman <laughs> one. Um, I thought he was he was cool. He's like I, he kind of knew who he was uh, and was confident, but also re like relatable as well. I I loved him. It's great. I I love a protagonist that can be both goofy and completely serious. That's yeah. like my ideal yeah. hero, and. I mean, listen, say what you will about Kim's convenience, Sergio, who has never seen it. Um, but he obviously has a challenge for comedic situations brought on by being in a family comedy. But at the same time, that show also had a lot of heart. Like, I can't I can't imagine a, an actor not exactly what he's made of to play this part. I feel like he's like either the role was made for him or he's made for the role. But everything about it just came together in a really nice way. All right, so 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 he was the the standard actor for you. Um, if not, you know, obviously the actor who played Wen Wu, who just Tony, isn't, Tony Leung. Yeah, 
absolutely ice cold domineering presence yeah, but he also good. he's got there's heart to him too like you really feel for him as soon as the movie came out yeah. there were people clamoring on the internet that like he's one of the top marvel villains of all time yeah and oh, that, yeah. that's my take on that tony is definitely the standout actor for me because you really felt like his insanity through the movie i, th- I feel yeah like you felt like you know he you it felt like he was actually a man who was thousands of years old who lost his wife. You know what I mean? The only person he gave up the ten rings for. Like you've, yeah. I felt that from him. So that's that's who I would go with. Yeah, it's a lot of heart. A lot of heart in this movie, man. And, 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 and that's what I like about like. Uh, so so I want I do want to give uh, David Callahan and Destin uh, some credit for that because like writing a a villain or writing something like that, and I think Tony had some say into it too. There was an interview where I saw with Tony where he said how he worked on the character. So I think. Uh, uh, an actor of that stature had some say in the villain. And I love villains that don't perceive themselves as villains and they aren't sold to us as villains, right? Like we all mm-hmm. heard you about You don't the want Mandarin. Shredder. Exactly. You don't want a guy who's yeah. just like evil for the sake of evil. Oroku Saki! <laughs> yeah, I will take over the world for the sake of world domination. He, he, Tonight I dine on turtle soup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Because like, you think about it, like we went and didn't even want to, like it wasn't <laughs> about world domination, which I like because there was no like sky beam. There was no, I want to take over this entire planet and rule it. You know, in the end, he found himself, you know, uh, you know, a fine lady, settled down with a family. And when she died, he was like, yo, I should have never taken these rings off. Like, dad, he's coming back and he's going to work. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, the like, Mandarin goes to war. <laughs> he wasn't searching. He wasn't searching for more power. Like he yeah. already had it. He was a guy who was established. He knows he's the best and he knew how to use it. And he just there was something that he had to do and he couldn't control it. And, 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 he, and even better, because he had all, had all that power, like he was so endearing to his family, right? Like he didn't need to show off that power to them. Like, I mean, I mean, he pretty much handled them by himself, you know, like if they ever got a line or when he was training Shang, you know, like even towards the end, he was kind of, he was using the rings, but he wasn't really like shooting and like, you know, blasts at, at Shang until he really got in his way. And he's just like, you got to move now. Like I've been taking it easy on you, boy, but you got to move now. <laughs> and he punches him into the freaking... Uh, into the ocean, right, right under the, the ocean. moon. <laughs> punch him into the water. That was that, that was, was very. I was like, damn, did he kill? <laughs> is he dead? Very cool. Oh, what I God. what I love about that is that it wasn't just one punch. Like he absolutely fucking clobbered him with a five ring punch, and then he switched arms and he clobbered him again with another five ring punch. So yeah, sick. I really like that. By the way, where the I know we already talked about the rings and like stuff like that, but like where he would like. He hitting him with a full fist is only half his power. You know what I mean? He right. could, he threw ten rings on one hand at one point. I think right. That that's sick, what he. Yeah. That's what he had to, to do to punch the open the door. Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, that's cool. I, I like, also right. I also love how because he's centuries old, he's had these rings for a long time. How adept he is at the rings, like he knows yeah. how to use them. And it's so it's like Chris, like you said earlier, have never seen like a, a, a fantasy weapon used like this before. You know, and and it was so dope. But uh, yeah, I think Tony definitely stole the show for me. Like, you felt his heart. You felt that he loved his family, and and he loved. But also, he's like, yo, don't come in between me and, and what I need and what I want. All right, yeah. <laughs> you know. And props to Simu for really knocking the, this role out of the park. I mean, I can't wait to see what he's going to do in the next one. So guys, let's move on. Or the to... next Avengers. Exactly. So let's move on to uh, the post credit scene in which there are two. So we're at the, at the end of the movie, right? Like he saves the day. He kills the soul sucking monster. It's BLCG fight. And um, we get to a part where Shang and Katie are talking to their friend who earlier, unimportant, whatever. And they're like, all right, yeah, we went to this mythical place. We did this, we did that. They're mocking her basically, mocking but they're her, really and not. She's like, all right, I get what you guys were saying because what I said for you guys earlier. And then Wong comes out of nowhere. He's like, hey, 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 well, you, like, Shang, you got to come celebrity with me. Yeah. at this point. Yeah, like, uh, you, you got to come with me. And what pissed me off, you too. Bro, again, Wu Tang, <laughs> Wu Tang. If I had a $200 million plus movie, and I'm writing it, and I love Wu-Tang, I'm writing y'all into everything, okay? I see you, <laughs> I see you, David Callahan, I see you, Destin Green, all right? Y'all are fans of Aquafina, I get it. Why is Wong like, and you too? That's like in, in, in Man of Steel, Zod wants that woman to come with. No, he doesn't, we don't need Lois Lane there. It makes zero sense, I get it, Wu-Tang, I get it. Anyway, they step through the portal, and then, and then <laughs> <laughs> the credit scene, what did you guys think about this, where they are analyzing the Ten Rings, because it sent off a beacon. 
So they're analyzing the 10 rings and a beacon gets sent out, right? Or it's sending a beacon. You have Bruce Banner, Bruce Banner, Bruce Banner. And you got Captain Marvel, who everybody loves, uh, <laughs> is there. And uh, she says it's not of alien origin. It's not of Creed or anything like that. And Bruce is like, it's not anything made of Earth. And he's sending out a beacon. Where do you think this is going? It's going to Mephesto. No! No, <laughs> no it's not. Stop it. I'm sick. I'm stop it. I'm sick of it. I'm over. Just shut this, up. <laughs> Just shut up. Um, yeah, I guess it would tie into Eternals. Uh, the rings are, no matter how you slice it in the comics, they're of alien origin. Um, they belong to a race called the McLuhans, which uh, are basically, you know, just space dragons. Um, like Fin Fang Foom. Go look them up, kids. Uh, so, but the rings are also interesting in that they don't, like, they're, they each have their own utility, like each one is unique, but in this one they're like all they're all a set, but they all kind of do the same thing, which I think is neat too. Um, the beacon that they're sending out across the stars, I mean, the only real touch of alien stuff that we've gotten in this phase so far is going to be Eternals. I don't really see any other way about it. I feel like it would be sort of disingenuous to uh, to not do it when people are apparently so hyped for Eternals. <laughs> you know, that's a callback. All the great really... stewards, callback, everybody. All the great stewards. Yeah, yeah. But uh, okay, uh, Chris, where where do you think this beacon is being sent to? Because they, they say specifically when Shang used the ten rings, right? It Wong activated. felt it, and they and they felt it. And I don't know if he's. I don't know if he meant we felt it as in uh, like Captain the Marvel. sorcerers of the sorcerers. Yeah, but the, the, the sorcerers of the world felt it. So when he used it, it starts sending out a beacon. So where do you think this is going? Uh I think it's Eternals. I mean, I think that the Stinger maybe hadn't been locked. I, I could see that even if Eternals was supposed to come out first, the Stinger itself may not have been there. Like, they may have done a, a reverse. Like, right. they might have sh- shot something else and, like, had found a different way to tie that in. Um, and, you know, even if it doesn't point directly to the Eternals, it could be the also tied into whatever the Eternals is going to point to as well. Um, but I think the the fact that they talked about the age, it, they didn't really talk about that it came from out. They didn't say anything about it coming from out of space. It said the age. The fact that it is refers to how long these things have been around. I mean, it's got to be the Eternals. Yeah, that's think, where Jay? my head's at. I buy it. No, yeah, that that was my first my first thought is Eternals, you know. But now that I'm thinking about it, maybe it comes from He Who Remains in another timeline. We don't know. Man, Ooh, what I wouldn't uh, give for more Kang in my diet. Now, now, now they were seeing how these rings are old. They predate like, uh, like, uh, cause, uh, what is it? Um, Bruce Banner asked Sean, like, how, how old is your dad? Like, how long has he had him for? He's like, oh, I don't know. At least, what, like, what do you say? Like a thousand years or something like that. And, yeah. and, and Bruce, like, older well, than that. They, they're older than that, much older than that, by his calculation. Mm-hmm. So I wonder, weird time thing. Do they come from King the Conqueror from the future right. sent into the past? Cause now we're dealing with time, baby. Right, I mean, come on. We're dealing with time. We're dealing with multiverses. Anything is possible because, like, Kang's from the 31st century. Time right? babies. <laughs> Time's the location time now, babies. guys. Time's yeah. the location. Dude, it's crazy. <laughs> Definitely not not uh, Mephisto. If uh, if somebody asks you if, uh, you know, this is worth paying for to see when it comes on demand, do you think it's uh, worth uh, the full price? Not. Well, how much uh, is it on? How mu- is it going to be like Mulan prices where it's $30? Don't know. They haven't said yet. Yeah. I mean, if it's going to be I would access, so. then it would be $30. And I would say 100% yes. Absolutely not. not I'm, for $30. I, like $30, right? Like Disney's targeting like families, groups of people, right? Like $30 yeah, I, is, is cheap compared to like a family of five going to see it in New York in a theater. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. If it's just, if it's two people, right, it's not worth seeing at home, I don't think. I think if it's two people and you're paying $30, but you're seeing it on the big screen, that works because it's like a a spectacle, you know? I saw it in IMAX with laser. IMAX with laser. Freaking lasers. Yeah, I don't don't think it's worth the 30 bucks on Premiere Access, though. I 100% think it is. No, because to see a movie at home, to be able to see a movie at home this soon, like since it's been released through there, like pre-COVID release stuff, we wouldn't be seeing this like released for like eight months. Yeah, that's that's cool. 
but like if they if they did this pre-covid right and they gave me the option i'd still rather go see it in the theater you know what i mean 100 percent. but for for like i'm saying like right now folks are apprehensive it's there is a, a legitimate reason for not wanting to go to a theater if you feel comfortable obviously go it's great cool if you don't feel comfortable this is a phenomenal option to get the movie out there and into the eyes of people who want to see it but either are apprehensive or just straight up can't yeah i mean that that's other people say, I'm, for me. I'm a little surprised at the uh the advocacy for the at-home streaming but I'm all right. I think, I it's, I think it's, I especially for for this. I mean, if you think about you know Marvel and Disney, I mean, they're, they're really targeting families. This is a family movie. It's about a family talking to families. So I, I think that if you were to watch this, you know, putting everybody who's just like you know in a one person apartment or whatever aside, watch this with your family. I think it's worth paying. That's th- worth it. Thirty bucks. I think. You know? if it- if, if it was 30, so if it was $30, like eight months after it came out, like the normal release stuff, and that's how you'd see it on Disney. That, that would Plus, be crazy. That's, that's not worth it. You buy the movie for what? Tw- I mean, I mean, 20, 25 bucks, but then you can, you know, whatever, watch it whenever. That's fine. Like, that's not too far off for what you'd be paying there, except that you're actually seeing it when it's still like very much relevant. Exactly. And especially that this movie is, I think it was, it was. Well, made for the for, for the most part, except for some of the acquisition dump stuff and characters didn't need to be there for too long. Uh, I think a movie like this with all the, the great Kung Fu, like the family aspect, the, the actors that we got were phenomenal. I think it's it's worth paying with, with your family. I think it's worth paying for. And I think people will enjoy it on the whole. If you ask me if it was something like Black Widow, absolutely not. Do not pay for no. that. <laughs> Don't not not even with your family. Not even if like if like everyone in your not, family yeah. forks up money to pay for that 30 bucks. Don't. It's not worth yeah. asking everyone to PayPal you, Venmo you, whatever. It, no, it's not even worth it. And in that aspect, it's not. But this movie, I think it is worth it. If you're like, hey, you know, we're all going to watch it. You know, you guys want to give me a couple bucks, run it to you. Like, yeah, sure. Or if you're, you know, you know, like somebody's dad is like, hey, I'm just going to order it for the family. I think if someone's doing like that, I think this movie is worth it. I, th- I think it has like one of the best Marvel villains that you see on screen. Uh, yeah. Like main, main, main cast, I think did a phenomenal job. Uh, director did a good job putting this thing together, and uh, I think overall, um, you know, people definitely see this movie. But that's all the time we have for Shang Chi: The Legend of the Ten Rings, guys. Thank you for watching. Make sure you're hitting that subscribe button and like, share, and we'll see you guys later, or we'll see you another time.